0: Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBod.me slash Zabe. That's fitbo dot M E slash Zabe. Today's ZabeCast brought to you by MyBookie.ag. No better time to get on board with MyBookie than right now. Football season is... Underway in full steam, and MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet aside, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when signing up. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. When you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag is in-game live action on every major league event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag, open up an account, join in on the fun, use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. And please don't go too heavy on the eSports. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary, terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited today on the zabe cast drew olson of the big 920 in milwaukee wisconsin on where does the time montgomery blunder rank among all-time wisconsin sports blunders he'll also explain how he was the guy who helped midwife the legendary phrase chucky hacks into the brewer lexicon we got nfl trade deadline deals and my redskins say ha ha Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. Thank you for downloading and happy Halloween. Easily a top three holiday in America for kids of all ages, including... Adults. What? I said it's a top three holiday. I'm not going to rank it. Can't make it better than Christmas, can I? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I can't. Where does it fit versus Arbor Day? Versus boxing? I I don't know. It's a good holiday, though. I like it. Candy. Miniature candy. A, A bag of sampler candy. Is just fantastic. Do you know that my mother and father, God bless them, are committing an absolute crime on Halloween night by handing out Halloween pretzels? I kid you not. Pretzels. Little bags of pretzels that have Halloween decorations on them. I go, Mom, again with this? This is now apparently the third year running that they're giving away pretzels. My mom's like, oh, the kids all love them. I go, they're just saying that. No kid wants a pretzel. I said, why don't you give them shredded wheat instead? They'd be just as unhappy and then lie about it to you. My dad agreed, by the way. My dad is a big candy guy. I love that. I love all I love everything about my parents, both of them, but especially my dad. My dad always has a stash of candy above the fridge, and he's always like, ah, I, f- I found these French burnt peanuts. They're really good, Stephen. Calls me Stephen. Stephen, you get you gotta go try these. He's got the Got the sour gummy worms. I mean, (laughs) that's great. I'm not doing my candy. I'm not doing Mel Candy Jr. this year. I'm not doing it on the radio. I'm not doing it here. I don't even know what doing it means. To just talk real fast like Mel Candy, like Mel Kuiper Jr. about candy as if it were prospects. Todd, 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 Todd. Uh, Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You got to love the Reese's Pieces, okay? It's a a good candy. It could be a third round. Come on. Everyone does candy Brackets, candy polls, candy lists. I love candy. Although, I guess I should do something candy related. I'll give you one. All right. One Mel Candy Jr. I think, I think caramel M&Ms are like the J.J. Watt of candy. It is a dominant, addictive, if not dangerous candy. Don't ever... Eat a bag of caramel MMs because you'll eat them every day, like I did. You will eat them every day. You will make a beat. You will go out of your way to get to a store to get caramel MMs. They're evil. They are flat out evil. Absolutely delicious. Relentless, like the JJ Watt of candy. All right. You're going to hear today. Drew Olsen and I talk extensively about Ty Montgomery and bellyache. Why hasn't this ass nut been cut yet? Well, he was traded a couple hours after we recorded on Tuesday morning. So, disregard all of that. Montgomery was traded for a seventh round pick to the Baltimore Ravens after which Andrew Siciliano, host of the Red Zone channel on DirecTV, friend of mine, fellow Northern Virginian, and a guy that I have a ton of respect for, and I believe he has respect for me, tweeted something very odd. He said, Ty Montgomery is a good football player. A seventh round pick is a giveaway. And I just, I tilted my head at that tweet, and I was like, I almost wanted to blast Siciliano, but I didn't, because you know how Twitter is. I don't want to be an asshole on there. I wanted to say, bruh, I thought you watched football. Ooh, burn that would have been a sick burn right I don't understand why he thinks it's a giveaway first of all Montgomery's going to be a free agent after this year ain't no way he's being brought back that's number one number two can't trust him just like uh, just like uh, uh, you know coach of the Niners Mike Singletary once said can't do it won't do it can't trust him not gonna have it or whatever his rant was He jeopardizes Ty Montgomery, the whole operation, after what happened on Sunday in L.A. Furthermore, if you believe the quotes in the locker room atmospherics about everyone else on the team, there's a good chance that Ty Montgomery might have been pushed off the plane the next road trip when they're flying to New England. So that was not going to be sustainable. I I think, frankly, a seventh-rounder for a guy who is going to have limited value to you, no trust in actually following directions, and might be hated in the locker room, I think that's a decent deal. Meanwhile, the Haha Clinton-Dix trade does not add up. Ha Ha Clinton-Dix was rated as the third best safety by Pro Football Focus. Now, word on Pro Football Focus, their grades are not always as accurate as they think they are. They put specific decimal point numbers, and they have formulas and shit. But pro football focus, they're not coaches. They don't know the game plans. They don't know the schemes. They don't know the coverages. They watch the game film on their iPads like the rest of us guys, and they're pretty smart, knowledgeable guys, and they give grades to players. But they're not always totally accurate. That said, Ha Ha was having a pretty good season. And because he, too, will be a free agent at the end of the year, if he left via free agency, your compensatory pick, if you're the Packers, would likely be about a fourth rounder. Now, mind you, to get compensatory, t- compensatory picks when your free agents leave the organization, you have to have more guys leave than you get back. Otherwise, you don't get a rebate. So they get a solid fourth for a guy that, I don't know why they felt comfortable getting rid of him. I just think that for a fourth-round pick, Clinton Dix would be more useful to you this season, which could still be a Super Bowl season. I know it sounds crazy to say. And I wouldn't have done that deal if I was the Packers. Now, all that said, let me just say this while we're saying things. I'm going to say what I might say. Say, say, say. We have no idea what might be going on inside the building, inside the locker room with certain players. I have found this out over the years and being close enough to a professional team and close enough to professional athletes to find out after the fact, oh my God, this, this player was a complete psychopath or this guy was a total asshole or this guy wasn't paying attention at all to the game plans or this guy is a raging pussy and just would not play hurt and on and on and on. They know more than we know. Doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean this is a smart deal or a smart move, but we don't know what's really going on with haha ha Clinton Dix. And he is a Bama boy. He's a Bama boy, and so he joins the rest of the Bama boys down here in D.C. And we've got five of them, so this now makes six. The Eagles go and grab Golden Tate. That made me go, nope. I think Golden Tate is a pain in the ass. defend against. He runs sharp routes. He's explosive out of his breaks. Has great hands. Wins a ton of 50-50 balls. Great rack player. Run after catch. A little bit crazy. A little bit showboaty. Apparently slept with Russell Wilson's fiance, Allegedly. In Seattle. But that's a good addition by the Eagles for a third round pick. Fourth round pick gets the Houston Texans Demarius Thomas. I'm less enthused about that. And a couple teams are definitely going all in on making a push this year. Last night I'm watching the Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills and cover in the end. If you had the Bills plus the big number, 13 and a half, you were sitting there, right side, right side, right side, right side, right side. Wrong side, loser. Thanks to a Derek Anderson pick six. It's so funny, my wife actually happened in, walked into the office as that pick six was happening, and she saw... She saw on the return for the touchdown, she saw Derek Anderson, the last line of defense, turn around and run the wrong way. So there's McCourty running into the end zone. He, you know, Anderson peels the other way. My wife goes, why is he going that way? And I said, honey, you have no idea what a bag of shit this guy is. What a bad player, what a bad idea Derek Anderson is and continues to be. She's like, well, what's so bad about him? I go, well, first of all, they only picked him up about four weeks ago. She goes, oh, where'd they get him? I go, they called his house. <laughs> or the, more specifically, they called the golf course. Said, hey, you want to play professional football? She's like, well, was he in the league last year? And I go, no. And she's looking at me like, doesn't understand it. It's it's so fun sometimes when you explain football to non-sports fans or or things in sports that are ridiculous. You, as a sports fan, have already internalized the ridiculousness of Derek Anderson, but a a newbie or someone who's not a sports fan, you have to explain it to them, and they go, well, that's dumb. And then you get him making a terrible effort after a bad pick six in which he pretty much telegraphed the pass, and it is like the old bite from the TV show The PJs about arena football.
1: How come that guy's running backwards? Hey, this is arena football. Didn't you ever hear of a four-point conversion? Oh, arena football sucks.
0: How come Derek Anderson's running the wrong way? Well, this is the Buffalo Bills. Do you not know how bad they are? Oh, Derek Anderson sucks. I really want Stewie to sit down with Derek Anderson like he did with Matthew McConaughey and explain in absolute no uncertain terms you you you're just the worst. You no you're terrible. You're not you're not hearing me. You you you're just dreadful. Stop playing quarterback. But apparently, uh well now he's he's hurt, so Nathan Peterman is going to start a quarterback that the Bills were ashamed to start, just like the Buccaneers are ashamed to start uh, Jameis Winston now because they've gone away from him. My personal thought on Winston getting benched was that they should start him this week to just see as a litmus test to say, yeah, you shit your pants, shit the bed, vomit it all over yourself. Can you pull it together and actually play decent football? And if he can do it, then you go, all right, maybe we get one more year out of him. Although he's got a big number, Jameis Winston, for next year. I cannot see the Buccaneers picking up that option. So there you go on that. Uh, Kyle Laletta. good. Arrested. New York Giants. <laughs> this year is so good. Backup quarterback, Kyle Lolletta. I feel like saying his name like, Matt uh, like Tom Brokaw saying Matt Lauer's name. Matt Lauer was let go from Little place already. Kyle Lauer. Full hell
1: <laughs> the hail. New York Giants. Go, 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 go.
0: God, it's great. Disobeying a police officer after operating his Jaguar in an unsafe manner and then doing an illegal U-turn. <laughs> uh, Pat Shermer said this is serious. Well, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do, but this is serious. <laughs> Fantastic! What a dick. We've had two backup quarterbacks arrested this year. First Chad Swag Kelly in Denver. Now Kyle oh, oh, Loletta. Good times in New York. Well, I think you should start him next week. Why not? Just really piss off all the Eli stands by by starting Loletta next week. Going well, you know, he does seem to be more elusive <laughs> than Eli Manning. Haha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, email here, you, I, I asked for it, I asked for feedback, honest feedback, positive and negative, and sometimes in between, I get it, and I take it, in, I take it to heart. This email comes to me via Brian Carlson, he writes, Hi Zabe, as a premium ZabeCast subscriber and longtime listener, I have been entertained by your talent and wit with a great deal of devotion. All right, good, I like this one so far. It is with hesitation I write you, though, on this topic. Oh, this is taking a turn for the worst. Putting it bluntly, I've noticed over the past several weeks that the Monday podcasts are just not as sharp. I realize you stay up very late Sundays after a full slate of NFL action, and this entails, as you have stated, quote, several bourbons, unquote. Tis my spirit of choice as well. You've made it clear on the Premium Zabe cast that you've made it clear that the Premium Zabecast is paying for Friday. I don't see it that way. In fact, I often don't finish the Friday podcast until the following Monday anyway. I pay for the podcast to support you and something I've enjoyed for many years, and Friday to me is only 20% of the benefits I receive. I'm sure you're aware of it, but the Brandon Bostic reference today on Monday sounded exactly like the clips you've been using to roast Mike Francesa. Basically listening to you get sidetracked and then googling non-essential details to a story for 10 or 15 seconds. Again, hearing that whiskey has been on board. It was honestly a tough listen and not your normal, sharp-witted, on-air behavior. Is there an alternate way, al- alternate way to record and or deliver Monday's podcast? Maybe just make it shorter and dive deeper during the week on the games. I imagine you're trapped between doing a very late Sunday podcast and a super early Monday one. Neither one is totally desirable. I'm hoping you take this honest feedback uh, as honest feedback and less as criticism. The podcasts have evolved into a much improved product, and I appreciate your efforts in getting to the f- getting the fun to us directly. By the way, please, please, please don't make me your FTG. <laughs> I'm just giving some unsolicited feedback from a stranger. Who doesn't love that, right? By the way, I'm the guy that faded every one of your NFL picks and won in Vegas a year ago. Oh. Ah. Thanks, asshole. Feels really good about that. Pretty sure that I am taking your sides, however, when I head back in November, seeing as how hot you are, and that ale coin might just come into play. Keep the winners rolling. Sincerely, Brian Carlson. Fuck this guy! I'm kidding. Brian, you're right. You are 100% right. I knew as soon as I laid down that turd on Sunday night at 1.30 a.m., I'm like, this is not quality. This is not what I want out of this podcast, goddammit. So I will do something for Sundays. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to chunking out 20 minutes on college football, which I have not been doing, and that is an egregious oversight. 20 minutes on college football on Sunday morning when I am fresh and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and not jacked up full of bourbon and then i'm going to commit to at 7 p.m. go over some basic notes from the games and not grind away for an hour and a half reading every game recap reading every um, box score and writing down with a tiny little pen uh, all of the little notes uh, uh, marcus Mariota was 20 of 25 or 192 yards it dawned on me like well you don't need me to read that you can get a box score if you want. I should just give you the big, broad, brushstrokes thoughts on the things that happen during the games. And if I take good notes during the games themselves until 7 o'clock, then uh, I'll have that ready to go at 7. I can get the podcast all wrapped up, buttoned up, delivered at 4 a.m. on your doorstep on Monday morning, and I will not be neck deep in bourbon. Done and done, Brian Carlson. And fuck you for fading my picks last year. No, no, that's okay. Anyone can fade my picks anytime they want. Do it at your own peril. Fuck you for mentioning it and rubbing it in. I didn't need to know that. Keep that to yourself. Just kidding. Thank you, my loyal listener. And that was good, honest feedback. And we are going to tighten up. Time to go north to the land of cheese and my friend Drew Olson. For reasons I don't quite understand, we are now plus almost two and a half days since the Ty Montgomery blunder. And he's still on the team. Drew Olson joins us from the Big 920 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Can you explain why this guy has not been cut yet? I can't. Well, I can because it's the way
2: the Packers operate. They are a conservative organization. They're yeah, not think conservative off the, they are not flying off the handle. They take, they're conservative with injuries. They're conservative with transactions. They wait forever to make moves. That's why it would take them forever to get rid of your guy, Bob's big boy, Mike McCarthy.
0: <laughs> it has taken forever to get rid of him. True. But now, I think I think the cake is baked, Drew. Well it could unless be. they go to the NFC championship game this year wow. and battle, say, the Rams again tooth and nail and lose. How can you roll him back next year? I
2: think I would put the odds right now. The odds of Mike McCarthy coaching the Packers next year are inching towards equal to his odds of coaching the Cleveland
0: Browns. Oh, that's right. He's got a Cleveland connection, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Dorsey
2: and Elliott Wolf are running the show there. And oh, who God. would they rather have work with a young quarterback than the guy who worked with Aaron Rodgers?
0: And ooh, ooh, can I drive him there for you yeah, guys if that, that happens? That would be swell. I would I would love t- I'd show up in like the little uh the little uh chauffeur monkey suit with the black suit and the tie and the hat and I'd be <laughs> I like love it. I'd hold up the sign that says McCarthy and say, "Here, go M- M- Mr. McCarthy, please get in the coach. Welcome. Uh I've got water yep. back there. Uh what do you want the radio? Is it too hot? Is it too cold?" And I would drive him to Cleveland with a big ass smile on my face. That's true. That's that
2: and but here's the thing with okay so Montgomery is pushing you you're already over the edge. Montgomery didn't push you over the
0: edge. No, I mean I've been on like been I've been there. on the I've been on the McCarthy Square for a while and I stopped banging the drum because a there's still a small group of McCarthy loyalists that email me. I swear they're extended family members, but they they're very intense in their loyalty and belief that like he thinks I'm a very successful good co- highly successful football coach. So I don't like to hear from those people. And wow. also, I feel like, Drew, I've I've made my point. There's nothing else I can add. And I do feel like other events have now baked the cake for him where the only thing that will save him is a stupendous result the I, I'm season. with
2: you. I'm with you there because of expectations. And if they stay healthy and everything, there's no doubt that this, they're underachieving right now. But as we've seen, like, okay, who do you replace him with and – he is... Who do you replace the, him with? The He's record, your third running back. Well,
0: the record is... Somebody from is, the practice
2: squad. The, the, oh, I'm talking I'm talking about McCarthy. Oh, oh
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. I, was, I was back to uh, Ty Montgomery right now. Okay. You're back to Ty
2: Montgomery. Well, Who do I replace
0: thing. him with? Oh, my God. Interview well, people, Drew. Here, well, here's the thing. Again, let me...
2: Uh, I'll, I'll address McCarthy first. Um... We're seeing how important coaching is because the Milwaukee Bucks are 7-0, and Mike Budenholzer, and Jason Kidd is the Hugh Jackson of the NBA. Jason Kidd was awful. I know. And in, for anybody, I will never say again that the NBA is a player of the league and coaches don't matter because clearly we're, it's like night and day. But Jason Kidd was
0: shackles on these guys. Here's what's funny, though. So here's the arc of the whole Kidd thing. You guys hire Kidd. I go on Bob and Brian, and I clown the living shit out of jason kidd and then he starts out pretty well as i recall i forget how long a stretch it was was it one season half a season yeah, season think they made, and a half they made the
2: playoffs the first year i think
0: exactly and so Which, i kind of i kind of had to go sit in the corner with my dummy hat on like yeah i guess he's no, not that bad were. but then he did get bad and you fired his ass now you bring in budenholzer and you're playing the space and pace you're shooting the shit out of threes Let's put the bucks aside for a second. More on them in just yes, a second. Go it's ahead. More about, it's so more about, about coaching. Okay. Right, so
2: McCarthy. So it, yeah. McCarthy, um, he does have – you earn your record. You look at the numbers, and you look at how many coaches in the NFL in the last 10 years have a better winning person. Not many. He's in the. He is in the elite class of guys who win. Now, you can say, well, won cause oh he won because Aaron Rodgers. He should be winning more. <laughs> but that I, – I don't know that I subscribe to that, and you I'd be worried about – yeah, I, I don't. You're know on the I, fence. I that. Yeah, well, I, I would say, man, you replace him and it sounds great. I I think that outside of Belichick, who's the outlier, guys do get stale, and after eight to ten years, they've heard all your war stories in just about any sport. Once they've heard all your war stories, and you you, you got nothing in the well, you got nothing. It's hard to innovate. It's hard to it, it's hard. You know, is Belichick nearing the end of his arc? Well, or is he just tied to Brady or what? I mean,
0: all right. So you're not a Maca- you're not a McCarthyite.
2: I don't think he... No, I i, I don't think he is that... <laughs> you still are conflicted about no, it. No, I, I am... I'm a, say, if I live my life, I'm a man in deep conflict. I say it almost every day on my show. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a man in deep conflict. On the one hand, there's this. On the other hand, there's, there's this. Ty Montgomery wasn't... I would like to have seen him released, but they weren't going to release him because last year they sent cornerback Demarius Randall, a number one draft pick, off the field during a fucking game against the Bears. He was such a jackwagon yeah. that they said, get the hell out of here. We can't look at you. they I had never seen that before in my life. I don't know that I'll ever see it again. They sent the player off during the game who was healthy yeah. and said, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then they kept him on the team. Now
0: That's they, weird. No, they ended up
2: trading him for Deshaun Kaiser then after the season, <laughs> but they kept him on the team instead of releasing him because he was being insupportant and a douchebag. I still don't know that Ty Montgomery was insubordinate here I don't know, we're still unclear We don't have enough information Did they give him an order? Did they order the code red and say don't run it out of the end Did you order
0: the code red? You're damn right I did They left
2: it to him, they said well you know Hey if it's close and he's standing on the goal line And he makes a plausible case that he didn't want
0: to like you know, catch it and then down it at the one inch line or something. He'd- no, you let it. You stand with your heels on the chalk exactly, and you let it fly that. over your but head. But there,
2: but was there? Well, a, if we was know that
0: how come they don't know that? All right. All right, now here, here's what I've heard. By the way, I thought it was disgusting. His, first of all, it's disgusting that anyone is threatening him. I know that's, that's now another story 48 hours later. Exactly. You people need to fucking chill out. This is just sports, all right? You can want yeah. the guy cut. You can call him a jack wagon, as Drew says. But for God's sakes, enough of this shit about threatening and yeah, doing Especially shit. when
2: people are getting pipe bombs in the mail all over exactly.
0: the place. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So now that we've established that, the other thing that I thought was incredibly weak was him j- jamming his phone into his ear and not taking questions after the game. Yes, you Uh, know, I mean guys fuck up and they have to face the music even that stupid kicker for the Vikings That they cut Daniel Carlson after the tie early this year. He sat there and took questions So you got to take questions and say here's what I was trying to do now that said I've heard theories that say that because he's going to be a free agent this offseason That he was in a you know me first business decision. Yes, and I'm thinking bro. Your longest return has been to the 40. You are not amongst the league leaders in Absolutely. kick returns. You're not that fast. He, Do you really think you're that good? You're going to break the game-winning touchdown well, return? You
2: just, you just hit on one of the key tenets of professional sports is that he's a free agent, and he's on a team – But there's, in essence, 53 independent contractors (laughs) here. And, yes, he cares about his own thing. He only got six snaps as a running back, and he was stewing about that, and he was trying to make an impact. Now he's trying to make a play to bust himself out and earn some more money down the line. But that happens all the fucking time in sports. But now
0: he has lost himself. You a lot of money well that's true and he has jeopardized, saying, his whole, jeopardized his whole nfl career in, in september when there's a guy
2: on second after a leadoff double and you're batting it's like the right thing to do is hit the ball to the right side get him over and get this rally and we'll win the game and fuck that i need to hit one off the wall and get an rbi to pump up my stats to help my contract next year i'm still trying to do the same i'm trying to help the team but i'm trying to help myself And that's where, in sports, people have no idea. We think it's this kumbaya shit, all for one, and band of brothers, we're a team. No, it's 53 independent contractors. If you sprain an ankle and somebody starts for you, you want the guy to do well enough to win the game, but not well enough to make you look bad, and you want him to do well, but not at your expense. You're looking out for number
0: one. You're playing
2: for the name on the back of the jersey most of the time. And that's the way sports is. And people forget that
0: part and of it. And that's why the Yankees and the Red Sox don't have names, yes, Drew, exactly. on the backs of their jerseys. Exactly. Not at home, so, at least. When they didn't the, cut the,
2: Demarius Randall, they weren't going to cut Ty Montgomery. You can make, plus, he's a Swiss Army knife that if if they go through, they just had games where they had two top receivers out, and so he can play a wide receiver. He's yeah. he's, he's, he's He's useful in a Swiss Army knife way, but he's not effective, and they wouldn't miss anything
0: if they cut him. But there isn't the risk reward the gain of cutting him isn't that great. How about cutting him to wake everybody else the fuck up and to get the locker room to not hate his guts? Because if you believe the Michael Silver reporting, and I don't know your thoughts on that, the locker room was absolutely steamed. Silver is tight with a lot of guys, and he gets
2: he's one of the best at getting guys off the record.
0: Isn't he a Cal guy as well?
2: Yeah, he's tight with
0: so there you go with Rogers and all McCarthy.
2: Yeah, I mean. Does the, I, does here's the, the thing: I, I don't think the the players are mad at the play, just as they'd be mad if somebody jumped offside,
0: right? They're mad at the play, but not the player. I think in some uh, in some instances, yes. So in the, other words, the old saying: "Hate the player, not the game." Or, exactly. Or whatever but, that is. Oh, okay,
2: and the thing is, that was more egregious because it was the play, mental. Not the player. If uh, on a key play, a guy jumps offside, you're pissed at him, or a kicker misses a kick, but you're it was meant to. It was men-
0: It was mental, and it was physical. And it was a colossal fuck-up of, of the likes that you go, I Cheated cannot believe them. that just happened, you dumb fucker. No what are you question. Doing? No so, question. Uh does it have a name, Ty oh. Montgomery's Blunder? Have you no. guys named no, it up there? The, Will you name it up there? The,
2: the number one thing that I've been hearing is uh, the Packers should sign Kaepernick this week because he'll take a knee. He'll take a <laughs> knee in the end zone. Boom.
0: Oh, oh, oh. The,
2: the one time you want an NFL player to take a fucking knee in Green Bay. That's...
0: Funny. He doesn't do it. Of course, you don't even have to take a knee anymore. You just let the ball fall oh, in the end yeah. zone. And you're exactly, like, okay, and, that, and
2: that's the thing. So, um, but where with, does look,
0: it where does it fit on the list of Milwaukee slash Wisconsin sporting blunders? Oh, well, it's
2: regular season. I, I oh, compared it
0: to TJ Rubley. Yes, TJ Rubley, who for those that don't know, the legend of TJ Rubley. Go ahead, TJ Rubley, a backup quarterback, backup quarterback circa nineteen
2: ninety four. Yeah, for Favre in a game at the Metrodome. Was supposed to hand off, and they were trying to salt away a victory. And he called his own number and threw a pick. And
0: yeah, he audibled. They were teammates. Pass. You could see teammates yelling, "No, no!" Yeah. He then goes and rolls out, throws a pick. They lose the game. He's it's, cut. The it was next like the day. miracle
2: of the Meadowlands. Fuck up, yeah. you know. It was He's like that bad.
0: Cut the next day and uh, never heard from again in the NFL. Yeah. TJ so, fucking really Brandon Bostic, the kid that jumped up and tried to field. Tried to field the onside kick in Seattle. There,
2: there was an exactly ca- same case. Now you can say it's M- McCarthy struggled on special teams for much of his tenure. That's one of the things. That's one of his. You know, if you're gonna tee him well, up, he's
0: had he's had different guys though, right? He's had different guys, Ron but Zook they've never been very now.
2: good. They've never been very good in that regard, which is not a good reflection on him because you should be good at special teams. You want to be an elite team. They've never been real good at it. But the thing is, with this, Bostic was told, Jordy Nelson's supposed to catch the ball. Don't touch it. And he fucking saw it and tried to grab it, and instinct took over. And, <laughs> and was, I, you can, can say like, like, that's what happened to Montgomery. Like he just saw it <sighs> and, I'm like, oh, I can catch this. And, I, you know, he,
0: he basically Bostic was like, squirrel. <laughs> like exactly. Like I can't help it. I he, and go he after was it.
2: specifically told, "Don't touch it. Right. You are not there. You're there to block, and Jordy Nelson behind you is supposed to get it." And I'll he, give you. I'll give you a Milwaukee slash Wisconsin sports. And, and here's the other thing, Abe. If, yeah. if Montgomery doesn't fumble, and if Brandon Bostic recovers that ball, we aren't ripping him. We're not talking about him. No, why would If Montgomery we? doesn't fumble and they have no. the about the twenty instead it, of the twenty five. Oh, good. We nope. get to see Aaron Rodgers carve up the Rams with two minutes left.
0: It, right. It was it was a, it, it was a combination it w- of the taking it out and the fumbling, but the fu- if he doesn't fumble, it's no big fucking deal. Exactly. Which which is why and by the way, have have you can you recall any returns on kickoffs for touchdowns this year in the NFL? No, that's a lost art. That's like it seeing really a really unicorn. Is. That, that used to be one of the great things in the league. You know, you'd know, you see a Tameric Vanover go 101 yards. You'd be like, God, that's a great play. Then the NFL, in all their wisdom, said, no, nah, the play's too dangerous and too fun. So let's just kill the play because we're the no-fun league.
2: Yeah. So uh, All
0: right. So let me, let me press ahead here. So I've got a couple other uh, Milwaukee-Wisconsin sports blunders. You let me know if you want to add to it. If you want to uh, email me, if I'm missing anything, let me know. I got a golf one. Dustin Johnson at the PGA, oh, whistling straight. grounding his club in what was deemed a bunker but was really just a dirt patch. He got boned on that. He that didn't got, seem like a hazard. He got totally boned, although he, he probably beaten. he probably should have been more paying more attention there. He should there. have asked. But yeah, or just in an abundance of caution, don't grind your club.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, you could have asked. That they, don't they have rules officials like at arm's length from these guys most of the time?
0: Well, you know, uh, there was so many fans around. I was just trying to clear them out, uh, you know. And Paulina was—I was, was going to oh, go God. bang her later. Oh, uh, how about a baseball blunder? I would—I would put the Chucky Hacks quote as oh. one of the all-timers. Chucky Carr. Well. Former Brewer outfielder. This is circa 94 or so, about when oh, I started. Oh, this was with 97, 97. This is in my
2: wheelhouse. I covered this. Okay, you were yeah. covering it. Tell, I covered Tell, that tell people
0: the legend Hanks. of Chucky Hacks.
2: It was a West Coast game. Uh, so that was in the pre-early internet era. We didn't really write for the internet then. We wrote for newspapers. And uh, I'm covering <laughs> the Brewers Angels, and it's kind of a typical Brewers game. They're overmatched. It looked like varsity against the JV. Chucky Carr, who was. Willie Mays Hayes is the best way to describe him. Flashy, made catches, but couldn't hit a lick. But he was he was just like Willie Mays Hayes from Major League. A lot of the flash and dash. Yeah, Very nice guy. Mercurial smile and just a right. likable chap with good speed. <laughs> uh, he comes up in a game that they're trailing, and he comes up with a guy on, and it's a 2-0 count. And Phil was, Garner puts on the take sign. I thought it was a 3-0 count. That was a 2-0. Because oh. the, the quote was Chucky Hacks on 2-0.
0: I thought it was Chucky it Hacks was, on
2: 3-0. and No, Chucky Hacks on 2-0. and Because it was a 2-0 pitch, but they gave him the take sign. He swung and popped up. And afterwards... Phil Garner kind of lost his shit. He was yelling at him like, what the fuck? Like, they, 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 first they thought he missed the sign. And then he said, I didn't miss the sign. Chucky Hacks on 2-0. and <laughs> <laughs> Talking told
0: about that, himself in he, the third person, he yes. He told that to the press afterwards. He told
2: that, no, he told that to the manager. And the manager went fucking ape shit by the time it, by the time I got the, into the locker room oh because I'm a reporter and I got everybody to tell me what, what, what he said that sent the skipper off the next day Phil Garner. I don't remember if I put this in the paper or not but the next day Phil Garner said only serial killers talk about themselves in the third person <laughs> Who the fuck talks about themselves? He said that ain't Chucky's game. Chucky hacks on two and Chucky zero, and hacks. then
0: that is so great. What happened
2: was uh, the Brewers then they decided like, well, this is bullshit. We're going to send this guy to the minor leagues, and he had enough time in that he was out of options and everything, and he elected his free agency after that. But they, they honestly, and this is the truth, they didn't want to release him. They just wanted to send him down as a you know punishment, and then bring him back, and they were hoping to get more out of him because they didn't have that many talented players then. And so he ended up electing his free agency and storming out. So his last act was
0: popping up on a two zero pitch and Chucky hacks. Chucky hacks. By the way, uh, you should hack on three zero, right? If you got a good well, one. Or no. it uh, well, or on depends situation. on the situation. It depends on the
2: situation. It's it's very analogous. I used the analogy on my show the other day with Ty Montgomery. Okay, so the Ty Montgomery thing. Um, we think it's a no-brainer. You should know that with the game situation because two two minutes and five seconds on the clock, you're going to take it under the two-minute warning if you take that ball out. We think it, you know, you and I think that way because we grew up watching the game and playing the game and trying to get every advantage we could out of the rules because we weren't that gifted athletically, right? Right. So that should have been a no-brainer. The same way if you are batting in the eighth inning or the ninth inning and your team is down a run and you're leading off, or say you're down two runs and you're leading off and it's 3-0, they don't need to give you the take sign there. You're taking a pit. Even if it's a cookie down the middle, right, where you love it for batting practice, you're taking the strike because it's what you do. It's the right thing to do because if you swing and pop up, yeah. you're a fucking moron and exactly. you're going to get yelled at Like, and you're going to have to justify. So that was it, that's the analogy. It's like, yes, it. you don't have to be told that. You kind of should know that. Yeah. Montgomery shouldn't have had to be told, but... With all the coaches they have on the sideline and all the coaching they do, I would hope that they fucking did, because otherwise it's malpractice on the coaches not to remind the guys. It's but you sad. shouldn't
0: have to. Somebody, I felt somebody needed to pay after that blunder. And so far, here we yeah. sit on a Wednesday, nobody has paid Nobody's just yet. paid. Now, here's, a,
2: here's the the bonus of Chucky Hacks, because, all right, so Phil Garner's managing, and the Brewers, um, this had to be 97, because we were in interleague play, it had just okay. started. Okay. So the Brewers go to Houston, where Phil Garner lives, and they're playing in the Astrodome. And uh, this is months later, and it's the, the Chucky thing's been forgotten. But there's a uh, there's a sign in the far reaches of the corner of the Astrodome. We're standing on the field for BP, and there's a sign, and it says, "Hey Gar, Chucky hacks on two and oh. And I'm like, "Did you did you see that the sign? Is, is that fantastic. beautiful?" And and Gar laughs. He goes, "Yeah, that's
0: my son and his high school buddies,
2: <laughs> <And> jackoffs." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. It was awesome. So there's certain rules in sports, like don't make the first or third out yes. at third base. Yes, uh, and not better bunt, be safe. Don't, don't bunt to break up a no-hitter. There is no sex in the champagne room. Yes. Uh, when they say it's not about the money, it is about the money. You know, yes. Certain things in sports are just absolutes. And 3-0s
2: so. are, you know, you take a 3-0, or if you're going to hit, like, if you're up 15-1 to one and you swing at a 3-0 pitch, you're probably going to get dusted because that's
0: okay. improper. Hey, sports fans, football season is here. It's time to get on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events, even politics and side bets and props and you know tons of stuff. There's a casino in there as well if you want to play casino games. I just bet, by the way, on Notre Dame to finish the season undefeated at plus 130. Boom. Prop bet. I think that's coming home. Tim Murray will be absolutely beside himself in delight. You can bet sides, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE, though, when you do register for an account and get a 100% sign-up bonus, as I did when I opened my account. Yes, I do have an account. Uh, If the game already kicked off, don't worry. They've got in-game live action on every Major League event, even eSports, although, who's really going to bet eSports? Okay, fine, have at it. No better time to join MyBookie.ag than right now. Go to MyBookie.ag, open an account, join the fun. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard to see where you stand. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. While we're on baseball and before we get to the Bucs, World Series wrap i do you think that your brewers would have stood a chance against this juggernaut boston team i gotta say no
2: um they might have stole one the way the dodgers did that should have been a sweep that 18 inning debacle right um they might have stole one but and the reason i say this is because in july or if, if the brewers played the red sox if you look at their peak of the season if they played them 10 times i think the red sox wins seven okay and so they they're just better and the reason and I don't take any joy in saying this Brewers fans out there but the the thing is um unless Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain did what they did in July, August and September which was both of them go four for five every night yeah pretty good um that's that's basically what they did for the last uh, and then I give them a chance against that team but
0: other than that short of that I just didn't see it okay uh now that we're in the off season uh, the Brewers have some moves to make decisions to make. I guess one of the biggest ones is Mustakas, but it's a mutual one because he's got to decide first. It's a mutual option for $15 million. It's rare yeah. that mutual options get picked up. Uh, and then you got Scope as well, who is an interesting question. How do you think those two decisions will go? I think, well, Mustakas, it's
2: a mutual option in name only because the Brewers aren't going to offer him $15 million, I don't think. Okay. Because if they did if for one year, I think he'd sign it. You jump heartbeat. on it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: doesn't he want a long-term deal? Because this past winter, he went deep into the winter, didn't get signed. Thought he was going to get a bigger deal, and yeah. settled for a one-year deal. Well, and would he take another one-year deal for fifteen? That's
2: where the the, the line the landscape is shifting. He might, but he might end up taking a one-year deal for nine or ten. Like the it's guys in his age, the whole baseball system of salaries of not paying guys for their first six years and then paying them for the you know, after they put the work in and after they've been—that's changing. You pay them when they're on the decline. That's it, it's totally changing. And they're not and, paying
0: them now once they hit thirty.
2: Yeah, the union has to be. Yeah, the they union's got to gotta be living it. It's upside down, is what it is. Right. It's it's upside down. Their deal is upside down. Players like uh, the Bryce Harper's of the world. Okay, he's about to cash in, but he's not going to cash in as much as you know A Rod did okay. back
0: when that happened. All right, let's talk Bryce Harper. Where do you think he is going
2: um, or staying? I, I, I believe he's got a chance to stay. Wow. I believe it. What's his number? You know, he's a guy that... Does funny, it start with a three? It's in that neighborhood. I don't know that will go there. So two something.
0: I, I, if yeah. my Nats keep him, and I think 10 would be the most years they would agree to. And they probably don't want to go 10. They probably want to go eight. Yeah. But but if they went 10 and the number is two, isn't that a huge win for my team to get Bryce Harper for under $30 million, which sounds like the stupidest thing it ever. Is.
2: It is, but that's the way it's going. Like, I, I, it, there's just this outbreak of fiscal uh, sanity among
0: owners Rampant now. Rampant fiscal sanity. He yeah. was looking at four hundred plus a year ago, and yeah, and, now, and the entire landscape. And, and like, shifted. look at
2: Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers ever, and he's not going to get what we thought he was going to get, and then that depresses the market further. But somebody's got to get the money, right? You one would think, but what the union needs to do is you're basically indentured for your first six years through they arbitration. Gotta, they they got to that. get out of that. That's yeah. crazy. They got out of that. because
0: guys will be good going into year two and three, and then it's funny because uh, people always said the worst thing that happened to the owners was
2: um, arbitration because you ended up having to pay guys, you know, year to year. If you're in your third year and you had 50 saves, all of a sudden you're you're getting paid like Bitcoin, yeah. right? Yeah. Which I guess is good, but. The, the flip of that is you're indentured for six years and it is still somewhat depressed, and you're not, you know, so uh, the Charlie Finley radical absolute free agency every year was, yeah, that, that was um, probably ahead of its time. It and we might circle back to something closer than that.
0: Do you think Machado hurt himself with his stupid antics in yeah, the World Series? Yeah, I saw
2: John Heyman talk to some executive saying that, you know, that. A year ago or like during, you know, at the trade deadline, people like, well, he's going to get 300. Now they're talking about two and a quarter because
0: wow. he's such a, a <laughs> jack wagon. Seventy five million dollars for being a douchebag. Do you think he spiked Pierce on purpose? You yes. You said you do. Yes, I do. Because yeah. because he's like, well, Pierce was is the
2: de- way he looked at it and the way he was uh, he was lining him up. He just like he legged whipped Jesus Aguilar.
0: See, I think it is, too, because I don't think it's A that. million
2: guys run through the bag on ground outs, and they don't fucking spike people. How often do you see it during the year? Yeah. Almost never.
0: Right. These are elite-level athletes, and Manny Machado is an elite-level athlete when he gives a shit. So yep. it's not hard to hit that other, what, 20 inches of the bag? I don't know how big a bag is. I haven't measured it in a while. But, but people were saying, well, yeah, but they're best friends, and so-and-so was in his wedding. And I'm like, yeah, but when, when Machado is running down the first baseline, he forgets all that shit. His primary yeah. instinct, as he's about to not beat out a double play ball, is to be a little bitch and to get a pound of flesh. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. So uh, bad dude. So he, he he cost himself money. I think he's going to the okay. Phillies. That's what I think.
2: Um. Yeah, I could see that. Like somebody like yeah, Phillies and and uh, well, obviously Yankees, Red Sox are going to be
0: right. in discussion. Talk some basketball. Yes, the motherfucking bucks are flying, Woo. man! What a start to the season! A big win last night without the Greek freak over Toronto, without, of course, their stud Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, this league, by the way, Drew, in which guys and I know, Giannis had a legitimate reason. Giannis was in the concussion protocol. Legitimate reason. They're resting uh, Kawhi just to sort of manage him and his injury, and this goes on around the league. This the, the NBA. As hot as the league is, is one of the biggest fraudulent leagues for fans that buy tickets to see, like, l- the little jimmies that say, Daddy, yeah. Daddy, it's the one chance that Kawhi's coming to town, maybe, if it's a West versus East. You show up and it's like, nah, he's being, we're main, we're doing, it's we're a maintenance him. day. Maintenance day for him. NBA players, all of them, Drew, used to play 82 of 82 like it was nothing. And 40 minutes a game. Yes, in a ton of minutes as well. All right. That said, man, the Bucks have I, now the second best D in the league. They had been dead last in defensive rebounds uh, last year and were bottom five in like five of those years. So they're good now in both those categories. And your coach Budenholzer, I love the fans chanting Budenholzer, Budenholzer. <laughs> what a start to the nice. year! Are you nice. recalibrating your expectations?
2: We were just talking about that in the locker room here at the old uh, iHeart Milwaukee. Megaplex. You have a locker room? Well, it's with what we showers? call our showers. Let's call our little office. We call it the locker room. Our our, our sports
0: office, do the you, biggest office in the building, by the way. Do you crack towels and Proud snap to say, each other in the ass? Yeah,
2: that's how we get ready for shows. We're in the locker room, so um, that's where we go before the show and after the show. So, therefore, it's our
0: locker room. <laughs> Is that where you press avail? Yeah, one of the press came in after a show and oh, had God. to ask you questions. Could you imagine? So yeah, the call segment didn't go quite as you would have liked. What happened there? You
2: fumbled that live read. Um, what were you? Were you distracted?
0: Uh, yeah. Actually, I was looking at the food drop that was out the window. Yeah, I, exactly. It was already salivating, and I oh, didn't even think about the read. Absolutely. Right, so about the bucks.
2: Uh, so about the bucks. Um, yeah, they've, you know, the expectations here, are pretty grounded because they haven't won a playoff series since two thousand
0: one. Kind of a long time, kind of a long drought.
2: So if they, so it's been 50 wins and win a playoff series is the bar. I think we might have to nudge that up a little bit. And we were just talking about could they win 60? I don't know that they're that good. 60 wins is legit, man. You win 60, you're you're a really good team. But how how good is the rest of the Eastern Conference? They're playing the Celtics in a couple of days, and that will be a good measuring stick. But Zabe, I'm still. I'm I'm agnostic on the NBA. I like it, but I'm not a guy who has to be hard down and watch 48 minutes right. in October. To me, the NBA opening day, it, it opens on Christmas Day when I unwrap that present and watch the, the buffet.
0: I am generally that way as well. And then it's wake me in April. <laughs> I am generally that way as well. However, Drew, I think you have on your hands here a supremely exciting mm. And fun team to watch. I
2: completely agree, and it's 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 going to take a period of adjustment. In fact, we're going to start doing like Giannis watch on our show. Just we should treat Giannis on our show the way the Japanese reporters treat like the Japanese Ichiro. players they cover Ichiro yeah. and and
0: uh, I believe know. a tabloid had like a ten thousand dollar bounty on a picture of Ichiro's dick.
2: Yeah, well, and and Matsui and those guys. Well, those guys. You're there to cover that guy, not the team that he plays for. You're there to cover that guy, and if he doesn't play, you're writing about what he ate in the spread and what he how he how his batting practice was.
0: So you're gonna cover Giannis. So
2: we gotta cover Giannis in that depth because that's what he means to the city and the team. So yeah. uh, he he deserves it. It's, it's right. incredible. And so yeah, the Bucks now, yeah, it's win a damn playoff series, and then we'll you know see how okay. we, the, we, It's almost like it's so out there to. It's like, oh, the Bucks when, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, fuck, we might as well say I'm gonna I'm gonna catch the space shuttle and go to go to fucking Mars for lunch with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. It's just hard to process.
0: When the when the Bucks do something that'll blow your skirt up just a bit, such as win a playoff series, literally the trees will be starting to bloom. That's <laughs> and true. It's not even and it's a, winter it's yet a long, up there. cold winter, so I, I guess I will pay more rapt attention to the Bucks. But my
2: whole thing on the NBA. Is there anything? This could be a whole segment, Zabe, Is there anything worse in sports than the last two weeks of the NBA regular season?
0: Oh yeah, there's things that are worse.
2: Well, think about how indoor lacrosse. It's just the
0: NFL. The end of the NFL Slam regular ball. season, you
2: got games. You have teams that are already in and everything. But you got there's there's stuff to play for in the NBA, like or you could say the Warriors right
0: now. Like they had fun bitch slapping the the Bulls last night. By the way, ninety two on the first half. Why, if Clay Thompson broke the NBA record, single game record for threes with fourteen, with five minutes left in the third, why did they then shut him down? Why not obliterate that record? He had a whole another quarter to do it in.
2: Well, Steph Curry has the record, right? You want to keep that? He probably he probably said, "Hey, you, you know? know
0: what my theory is? My theory is they're just going to keep nudging that record up by a, a notch." And they're going to it alternate gives them something, it. It
2: gives them something it, to shoot for and to, exactly. keep, to stay occupied in the games. Exactly.
0: exactly. That watch this season, they're going to say, okay, Steph, your turn. Okay, Clay, your turn. Yes. And they're just going to keep doing it. I like
2: the your theater. theory because then how else do they stay interested? Steve Kerr is a brilliant strategist and motivator because yeah. circling back to the Kawhi thing, like, yes, yeah, little Jimmy's going to go to the game and he doesn't get to see his favorite player. Again, I'm a man of in deep conflict because I've defended baseball for years because – Hey, the Brewers won two against the Cubs. Why are they sitting Braun and Kane and Yelich? They should be trying to sweep them. It's like, dude, it's 162. You, you got a day off tomorrow. It's like two days off. It's like a spot. It's like a. It's like it's like you taking a week off and getting off the air. It's like, it, I've been defending that practice in the NBA now with the an- analytics. They got. I know that Marquette University is kind of groundbreaking in this with their basketball team. They have. They're wearing these uh, heart monitors and. These, they're, they're uh, all rigged up with the polar data, stuff. They've data from every practice and they're crunching it to see how do we get the optimal and I'm sure that that's what the that's what the Raptors are doing. I'm sure yeah. that's what they're doing with Kawhi. is like how do we get how do we maximize him and if we sit him tonight, he'll be x amount percent better in the next game and therefore, you know, they they're doing the math. They it's all like they right. they're, they're uh, counting cards with analytics is what they're doing. Yep. Yeah. All
0: right, let me get to this. This is a pre FTG and then I'm going to queue you up for your FTG. My FTG is going to come outside of the actual music because it's got a soundbite that takes a little while. I believe that Mike Francesa has gone full Captain Queeg up at WFAN where he is now so wrong, so off the rails, so out of sorts, it's hard to keep up day to day. The other day he was lecturing a caller about how the Giants went out and acquired... O.J. Anderson because Parcells wanted a big bruising back to win the Super Bowl. Turns out that O.J. Anderson was already on the roster. So his complete narrative of how that happened was entirely wrong, which you would think, okay, he was asked about Dino Babers by a caller, and he goes, "I, I, I don't even know who that is. That's the head coach at Syracuse who's actually revived that program, that football program from the dead. You would think that the Pope would know, could see at least as far as upstate New York, but I guess not. Now here is this. Take a listen to this amount of. I'm not plugged into anything.
1: I mean, uh, I, the only thing is that, uh, and I think that was Ver, Ver, wasn't that Ver, 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 What's is Ver, how do you say his last name? Uh, he was filling in for Buck uh, Versagian. vergasian How do you say the guy's last name? Versagian. Is not his last name? Uh, Versagian. Uh, you know,
2: <laughs> you know who that is. That would be my pal Matt
0: Vasgersian. Exactly. You would think that...
2: Hardly that, a newbie in the business. He did Sunday Night Baseball all year on ESPN.
0: By the way, Frances is wrong. It was actually Tom Brenneman. Yeah. And if he was mildly aware, like I do on You Were Looking Live, as to announcers and referees, he would know exactly who the fuck is calling the game. But that's another story wow. altogether. So you would think this 17-second little hiccup here would be about to wrap up, right? You would hope. No, it's not going to wrap up. We've got another... 57 seconds to go, baby.
1: The the announcer? I'm pretty sure that's who was on the game yesterday. You guys don't even know who's doing a World Series. Yeah, I'm trying to say it right. Vergagian, is that how you say it? No, you're not saying it right. They don't know how to say it.
0: Uh, And by the way, Francesa, being a self-proclaimed baseball guy, should know very well about Matt Vaskurgeon. Yeah. He should have had Matt
1: Vaskurgeon on his show a few times. Absolutely. You got to know. I don't really want to beat the guy up. He's young. But- oh, the oh. arrogance.
0: He's young. I don't want to beat him up. He's young. Uh, how young is Matt Vaskurgeon?
1: Uh, Matt Vaskurgeon
2: is in, in his late 40s. He is <laughs> nudging the big five zero 0 if he hasn't already hit it.
1: The Brenneman? Was you it can- Brenneman? Oh, was it Brenneman that did it? Or was, I it Ver- so. was I think oh. it was the young Brenneman. Was it Brenneman or was it Vergasian who was on the game yesterday Ver-Gaysen. doing the, the Ram game? Who did the Ram game with, with, uh, with Aikman? With Aikman. Which one was it? Tom. It was Brenneman? Okay. Yeah. Then it was Brenneman. I couldn't tell. Was, I can't yeah. tell those two apart, so I can't tell. Ah, yeah. oh, there
0: it is. I can't oh. tell those two apart.
1: Mm, really? i got to have to get
2: this clip from you to play it when Vaskirjian comes on my show again, because we call him the Armenian Bob Costas, <laughs> and fucking Francesa just used every Armenian name that's in the New York phone
0: book to I, try to get to Vaskirjian.
1: Was it or was it? I want to be sure, because I'm going to knock him here. Was it Br- Brenneman? I'm,
0: gonna I'm going to knock him here. I'm going to knock him after this whole episode?
1: I think so. Look up who it was. Well, look up who did the game.
0: Wait. Listen to how annoyed he is at his producers now because they well, aren't getting him an answer quick How, does a,
2: how does a Crackerjack producer, are, are his producers 60 years old and don't watch anything either except Matlock reruns or what?
0: Uh, apparently Monzo, his lead producer, admits that he doesn't like all sports. He's a big oh. wrestling guy uh, and apparently you know, doesn't care for baseball, but whatever.
1: Versation, but excursion. But who did the game? Can you guys at least tell me who did the game? I mean, you, I don't expect you guys to watch the game. I just you can tell me who did the game. Yeah, I don't
0: expect you to watch the game to earn your million plus dollar salary. It's stay tuned, Drew, because there's more coming. If you want, if you want these sound bites and you want to see these as they come up, follow at back after this on Twitter. Oh uh, baby. the account's called Funhouse. He's a He's a, he's a Mike Francesa super fan, but he's becoming increasingly upset at how crazy and how arrogant Francesa has become. The Pope has been doing this for years. And by the way, he was still number two in the market this yeah. past book, which is sort of depressing about the state of our biz, but okay. Hey, man. It's Vaskirgin, okay? It's not that hard. Here we not go. Not that hard. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. Ha <laughs> ha! Fuck that guy! Fuck that guy! By the way, that's Roman Reigns who says I'm not I'm not a bad guy. I'm I'm just the I'm, guy. I'm the guy. And Roman Reigns just disclosed. I believe he's got leukemia. Leukemia. And he's yeah. Stepping down. I had an emailer say, "Ask me, are you going to take that bite out?" And I said, "I don't know. Should I? No. Or should I not? Hell no." Well, don't say hell no. I don't know about that. Well, like, uh, why wouldn't I mean? I don't know. If he dies, should I? Uh, God forbid. Do, do they still play the Lou Gehrig today? I consider myself the luckiest I man guess. on the face of the earth. I guess. It's a it's a great line. That's all I can say. Okay. Your right. FTG for all the right. week, Drew Olson.
2: Mine is inspired by the weeks of watching Major League Baseball players cavort in the clubhouse with goggles on, spraying each other with champagne. I have been fortunate enough in my career, Zabe, to be in the throes in the midst of Mm, boy, dozens of these celebrations. Celebrations. Pennant winning, clinching, series clinching, uh, playoff berth clinching. I have been in these celebrations. I'm a veteran of these celebrations. I've been in many of them. Um, You watch the guys, and as a media guy, I pride myself Uh, I'm not the story. I'm not there. Uh, There were a lot of people when the Brewers clinched recently, a lot of media people taking selfies with players in the clubhouse and, hey, look at me. Look where I am. Selfies? Reveling in the fact that they got... That ain't journalism, bro. Yeah, you're not there to be part of the story. You're there to cover the story. But I'm not fucking those guys. I am fucking that guy. The 4A player. Or the young guy who has only had a cup of coffee, the guy, the 40-man roster fringe guy, who's been on fucking full scholarship for a month. Who gets in there. Hasn't played a meaningful game in September, but he's in the clubhouse, and he's in like uniform and, a, and the championship t-shirt and his uniform pants, and he's running around, enjoying the spoils of victory earned by his teammates who actually did something, and he invariably is the guy who tries to drench every dry reporter like me who isn't there to get sprayed on and have dry cleaning bills. Oh. It's like they take joy in it. It's like, motherfucker, you, are, you haven't done shit. You haven't done it. You didn't contribute any more to this than yeah. I did, and you're going to fucking douse me because you can because you're running around like a six-year-old with champagne bottles? Fuck that
0: guy. That is funny they let those fringe guys in there. I remember after the Caps won the Stanley Cup, It was almost like the entire Hershey Bears minor league team emptied out onto the ice. Exactly. After all the stars got to skate the cup around, they were announcing, and, uh, you know, Pico Nikanin now. And I'm like, the fuck is that guy? Like, where did he come from? They had him in there Uh, and ready and suited up and they came out of the locker room. They weren't even on the active roster for game night. They still got to skate with the cup. So
2: there was a young player as the Brewers were getting ready to play Game Seven of the NLCS. A young player jogged off after BP because they get to take BP on the field, and then they then they retire to the clubhouse and they sit in their underwear and lift and maybe hit some balls off a tee and eat
0: and watch the game on TV. Right? Yeah. And that's a full scholarship, man. We should all have that. All right, Drew. Listen to Drew on the iHeart Radio app and on the Big 920 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Drew, you're done for today. We'll see you next week. Sounds good, Zabe. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet sides, predict scores, track player props, even do props on politics. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. If the game already kicked off or tipped off, don't worry. They've got live in-game action, sweet action, on every major event, even eSports. No better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go there, sign up, type in promo code ZABE, and get a 100% sign-up bonus. It's easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's mybookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. We will end on this today. A factoid came across my eyeballs, scrolling and scrolling on the worldwide interwebs, and I said, wow, that's a good one. That should be my stat of the day. Stat! Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I thought... Ah, That graphic looks a little bit fishy. Did somebody make this up? Is this snark? Is this a joke? Is this real? Here's the stat, and apparently it's real because it's been written about by multiple outlets. Adrian Peterson, with his 60-yard touchdown run last Sunday against the Giants, has become the oldest running back since 1921 to have a 60- or longer-yard touchdown run in the National Football League. <laughs> the last player to do it was Jim friggin' Thorpe. Fucking Thorpe, I can say that. He was 34 years old, was Jim Thorpe, when he ran for an 80-yard touchdown for the Cleveland Indians against the Columbus Panhandles. And as Sally correctly pointed out on my local show on the Team 980, They didn't even pass back in 1921. At least I don't think they did. It was all running and he still ran for an 80-yard touchdown. Of course, Thorpe was the Bo Jackson of his day. Only Bo Jackson times 10. He won the gold medal in the pentathlon and the decathlon in the 1912 Olympics. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the College Football Hall of Fame. He played six years of Major League Baseball and even played some professional basketball before the NBA even existed. He is generally recognized as one of the greatest athletes in human history. Peterson's in pretty good company with that. The two other 33-year-olds to have run for a touchdown longer than 60 yards are also rather amazing. One of them is former quarterback Steve Bono who ran for a 76-yard touchdown in 1995. How does Steve Bono run for a 76-yard touchdown? Even if everybody sells out at the line of scrimmage and trips over their shoelaces, somebody should have caught him, right? Also, Rocky Blyer ran for a 70-yard touchdown in 1979. War hero Rocky Blyer, who served in the Vietnam War and was almost mortally wounded amazing both ran for 60 plus yard touchdowns at 33 but Peterson did it at 34 it's one of the amazing feel good stories of the year and frankly I am just knocking on wood crossing my fingers and praying to God he makes it for 16 games I'll eat that pumpkin I want that pumpkin just make it to 16 games because without Peterson game over man It's game over That'll do it for us today. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell three friends. Remember, podcasts are the future. Email me with topics, suggestions, and mild rebukes. Zabe at yahoo.com. Now, go give Nathan Peterman a pep talk if you see him in the supermarket because he's starting this week, and I think he's going to need it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. We Now they say
2: We were never even saved We must
1: be very brave